Welcome to the Business Rehab Podcast, where bold strategies meet fearless mindsets. Hey, y'all. I'm Gretchen, your go-to life and mindset strategist. With over 20 years of combined business experience, we're here to guide you through the highs and the lows of being an entrepreneur. And I'm Shelby, your resident business and marketing strategist. Brace yourselves because this podcast is the real deal. No filters, no edits, just honest conversations about the entrepreneur roller coaster. And we're bringing the laughter too. This is not another boring business podcast. Get ready to revitalize your business and reignite your passion. Welcome to the Business Rehab Podcast. Welcome to your monthly dose of Reddit Rehab, where Shelby and I take a business question from Reddit and we solve the problem in 30 minutes or less. So today's question is, how do you deal with an uncoachable client? And we have all the thoughts on this. I'm actually obsessed with this question because no matter how long you've been in business, how good you are, you're going to deal with people that are uncoachable. And I think for many online coaches, this is actually one of the most frustrating things to deal with. Because you don't have any control over whether they do the work or not. Um, And it kind of, it can feel, and we have our own experiences with this, right? But it's like pushing a boulder uphill. And there's only so much you can do. And I think for some people, and and we have many thoughts on this, but I, I think for some people, you have to know the difference between like, are they going through a hard time? Because we've had clients before that were just in a season of suck, and so they were being a little uncoachable, but for good reason, too. There might be pretty horrible things happening in their life, and so giving someone space and love in that and kind of catering your coaching to their needs, right, Mm -hmm. and like kind of laying off the pressure, because I think at times, coaches, we our job is to apply pressure (laughs) when necessary right it's to push you past your limits and and keep you safe like and and so oh my gosh I don't know why (laughs) where we're recording right now if we put your thumbs up apparently thumbs up we're not even recording on zoom which it does this on zoom too but anyways I think there's a difference between that and then somebody who comes in and is off the bat just not coachable they Mm -hmm. are maybe rude. They're fighting against everything that you say. Um, You know, this can be, it's hard. Yeah. I think that one of the things that we do with having everyone take the Enneagram test, the personality test has been so helpful for us in that because it, what we know about the Enneagram is that you learn where you are just on a regular day. That's your personality, but also where you go in stress and where you go in growth. And it helps us meet them where they are. A lot of times we give this advice in our mastermind or like we just had a workcation weekend in person. And I don't expect for someone to just do exactly what I say. Right. Yes. But at least like be open to this is a possibility. And if they are blocking themselves from doing that work, or if they have come in because they just want their ego stroked, which is a whole different episode. I feel like a lot of people are hiring coaches to like pump them up and motivate them. And you can get that from a podcast. Like what you need when you come into a pro- coaching program is to be open to all of these possibilities and the possibilities that 
maybe if what you've been doing is no longer working, maybe try some new things. There is so much resistance around doing something different. Yeah. So then you start to question your coaching because they're not doing what you like. You've laid it out so clearly because you can see it so differently because you have this bird's eye view and they're in the middle of the suck. And then when they don't take the advice, it feels it can feel personal. But the truth is the responsibility lies on your client to do the work. Right. I I actually had a great conversation with one of our clients inside of our mastermind a couple days ago, and I gave her some harsh truth and I messaged her on the side and I said, hey, just so you know, you're allowed to disagree with me. Like mm-hmm. we don't have to agree. I will still love you regard regardless. And I'm still here for you and I'm going to support you. Whatever you choose, I will help you navigate it. However, I want you to know that like y- we don't have to always agree. And I think that's important because there are a lot of coaches online. I know Gretchen, you have an experience with this, but it's like, listen to me or else. Right. Yeah. So I think checking your motives here, like, are they really uncoachable or are you are you of the mindset like listen to me and do as I say or else because that is very unhealthy. Yeah. And that is that is, you know, um controlling in so many ways and I think that it's very common in the online space to see coaches that do things like that. Right? It's like I'm going to tell you what to do, you're going to do it, I'm going to give you advice, you're going to do it or else you're not a good fit and I'm going to I'm going to fire you as a client. And I think you have to check your own ego at the door often as a coach because it's okay for people to disagree with you or to have civil discourse about something, right? Like tell me – and honestly, you're going to fight against clients sometimes, Mm -hmm. meaning that like they're going to tell you, oh, this isn't in alignment or I don't think I should be doing this or the signs are telling me this or – I've just had this realization or that this isn't for me or whatever. And they're going to start talking themselves out of their dreams. And your job is to ask questions or challenge those so that they come to it themselves. Because oftentimes, like, there is a time and place for just like a full-blown call out. But often, people will respond better when you ask questions that lead them to self-discovery discovery. It's like therapy, right? Like therapists ask strategic questions to get you to come to realization on your own. And I think that it's the same with coaching. And there's a skill set there that isn't taught. And it's a shame because as the coaching world grows, there's a lot of baseline things that um, people don't understand, right? Because they they decided I'm going to be a coach. And I have no experience and I'm not good with people, really. I don't have like people don't come to me for advice. I don't have a lot of people around me ever. I just think that I'm really smart. So I'm going to become a coach. That's not a good idea. Right. And we I'll just tell a story about someone that came into our program. So we do what's called a breakthrough call. Um, You've all been invited to book one. It is literally a no pitch kind of let's see where you're at in business And uh, we don't call it a sales call because while we want you to join the mastermind, really what we want to do is meet together and see if it feels good. Like we don't want someone to join if after meeting us, it feels icky. We don't want to pressure anyone into our container because then that's where the uncoachableness starts. Like I I feel pressure. I'm going to join. I'm excited for a minute. And now I'm 
resentful that I've spent this money and I don't really want to work with these people. So we had someone who just got super excited and I sent her the link about the mastermind to explain so she could see the pricing. Number one, we like to be upfront about the pricing because you don't need to hop on a sales call if you don't think you can afford it for any program. Um, but also kind of what was included. And overnight, she got so excited that she joined our mastermind. And then we were like, what? That's never happened before. Well, after talking to her, we thought she had this business that was already going. Like she already had an existing business. Once we get into the mastermind and we start deep diving and we start figuring out like, where are you stuck? We realized that she didn't actually have a business. She had an idea and a certification and was ready to roll. And what turned out happening is as we told her what the work would be to get this rolling and get it where it needed to be, she was resistant to all of it. And the resistance came from a place of, I don't want to show up on social media. I don't want to, I don't want my friends and family to see what I'm doing. I don't want like all of these things. But what we knew to help her grow this business was that she was going to have to announce what she did. Nobody knows what you're doing if you don't tell people. So she sent me a message or maybe it was both of us and asked if she could talk. So we could talk. So I got on a call with her and she said, I just don't, I don't want to work that hard right now. Like where I'm at in my family relationship, where I'm at in my life, she was still carrying a career while she was trying to get this business rolling. It wasn't working. And so we let her go like, like no harm, no foul. We want, don't want to keep you in a container just so we can make the money. If it's going to feel icky for everybody involved, because the energy she was bringing was that I don't want to do this. I don't want to work that hard energy while the rest of the people in the room are trying to work as hard as they can. Right. And so you have to know when it's okay to let them go. And if you keep those types of uncoachable clients and it takes a very, it was a hard conversation. Like, I'm not going to lie. Like the things that she was saying, I was stuck in a place of as a human, what do I say? As a coach, what do I say? As a woman, what do I say to another woman? Like there's all these things that go into it. But she was uncoachable and it had to do with what stage of business and life she was in. Had we gotten on a first call with her, had she booked the breakthrough call that I asked her to book instead of getting so excited, she we would have all figured out she wasn't in the space where we shine in helping you with your business. And we would have not spent a couple of months together trying to figure out how we were all going to make this work. So you have to let go of your ego, like Shelby said, enough to know when to let them go. Right. I think, I think also this is why it's so important when you, and I know people do this, but to be honest with coaches, like don't try to inflate your revenue or your experience, like come in, like here it is. Because in that regard, it was very much miscommunicated, um, about how far along she was. And, you know, and I think people, there, there's like a, oh, I'm going to be the, the, the like one out of the group because mm-hmm. I'm not as far along as everybody. So I'm not going to, I don't belong in this group. So I'm going to try to inflate myself to match what I think they are. Right. I think this happens a lot. I want to be on Like that is so damaging. You, you really need to be honest about where you're at because it could still be for you, but then your coaches know how to coach you appropriately, or they could say, hey, don't waste your money here. And mm-hmm. in our case, like we're very, 
driven by integrity and we don't want people that we can't get results for. Right. Right. We love you. We love you. We'll send you resources or send you other places, but we want you to get results. And if we don't think we can get you results and we definitely have a specialization, if you don't fit into that, then we're going to, we're going to give you a referral somewhere else. I think also when you do end up keeping clients that aren't a good fit, we tend to do this out of, I need the money. Mm -hmm. Oh my gosh, what am I going to do if I let these people go? Um, You know, we have, we could tell you stories and stories and stories and stories on this of people in our mastermind who we have this conversation with, they let them go and then they get like two clients in the next two weeks, right? That are like soulmate, amazing clients. You have to let them go. Here's why. From my own experience and and Gretchen's too, if you keep those clients around, they're like leeches and they suck you dry. And what happens is they're going to suck all of your energy out and it takes away from your other clients. It also mm-hmm. takes away from your creativity so you can't problem solve as quickly because you're so stressed out about making sure this person's happy. If you struggle with perfectionism or people pleasing and things like that, it will put you into a – like you'll start spinning out, mm-hmm. right, And if it's not handled. So – you really need to think about your own mental well-being, but also sometimes it's easier to think about what is the impact on other people. Like yeah. is is now now I'm stressed out having these conversations with this person or they're um constantly resisting my me me and my advice and now I'm angry and I'm bringing that home to my family, right? Yeah. Or I'm annoyed with other clients or I feel like so, so low energy. Um, you feel like you're burning out because they're just taking it all from you. So this is why having boundaries is so clear, but you do need an exit plan. Like I think everybody in business, whether you're a coach, whether you're a service provider, you need an exit plan. Like here's what happens when a client is crazy. Like when, a, you know, this is what <laughs> my procedure is. No, but, you know, clients don't need to know this part, but you need to have your own exit strategy. Yeah. I think that also one of the things that happens is when you have a client who you coached through the end and it comes time for it to be the end and they've been uncoachable the whole time, then you see them and nothing changes. You can look a year, a two, two years later. I have like one-on-one clients before we were doing our group program who I am watching do the same thing over and over and over, like all that time they paid for with me all that time we spent together. And then they decided not to re-up with me or whatever, and that's fine. But then you're still in the same place a year or two later. And you can take that personally. I don't take that personally. Like I gave all the tools and I know the things when, when this person tries them, it works and it blows it out of the water and then they get afraid. So then now they're coaching again. Like it's this vicious cycle. And so you have to be real careful not to take that personally. I think one of the very best things you can do for an uncoachable client is have this like DTR, like define the relationship talk where you're like, listen, I feel like I'm doing the most and I'm trying to help you so much, but it feels like it's not landing with you and that you're kind of questioning everything. And so if this doesn't feel like the right fit for you, 
you're allowed to leave. And then you put the ball in their court and two things can happen. Either they're like, Phew, okay, I really, I really wanted to leave. Like, I'm so glad you've given me permission to do that. But the other side is maybe they get to reflect on themselves and be like, oh, I've just been giving her shit this whole time. I haven't done anything. Like you can't get results if you're hiring coaches, mentors, or going into a program, you can't get results if you're not willing to try. And so right. if you can put the ball in their court and have that hard conversation, which is nerve wracking, you know, I love a hard conversation, but not everybody does. And when you get on the call and you're like, Hey, I just feel like this isn't working. What is your insight on that? And you might, they might say to you, well, I'm, I'm just too afraid to try the things. And then you can pivot. And so it becomes they're uncoachable because they're in fear, but now they've given you an opening to help you walk through that. But I agree with, I agree with you, like any leader in any company. And I feel like as a coach, even if you're solo, you don't have a team, you are the leader of your company. You're Mm -hmm. the leader of how things get to be in your company. And so if you sit down and think about, okay, I have this big plan for this program. I'm going to be a coach. I'm going to do these things. Also have the plan of what if something goes wrong? What is the conversation going to be? What how many, am I going to do three strikes and you're out for my own mental health? Like just having a plan as a leader, because often we find this with our mastermind members is they are just working the day to day to day because you still have to work in your business for a long time before you can scale it and hire a team. And so you don't see yourself as the leader or the CEO and you really are the CEO of your company. What would the CEO of Walmart do if there was someone not working out on their team? It's the very same thing. Yeah, I think the three strikes you're out policy is so good. So in my mind, it could be like number one, number first strike is, is and really just like really their steps, but it's like they're not, whatever, they're, they're being uncoachable, whatever that means to you. It's checking in with them via like some email, some sort of written message, right? Mm-hmm. It's like, hey, how are you doing? Everything okay? You, you know, I know we chatted and you seem to have some resistance to that. Let's, you know, do you want to dive into that a little bit? Whatever. Um, Or just checking in with them. We have found this to be really great with some of our clients in the past and present because sometimes it's literally not about you. It's about, and they're like, I am so sorry this came up and it was just, oh, no problem, right? So having that just like super casual conversation is so, is so good. Um, and then second is, is having that hard conversation. So if they keep doing something or they keep having like some resistance towards you, it's having that one-on-one conversation in video format. So that's you face-to-face, right? Mm -hmm. On Zoom or wherever. And that's you asking the question of like, hey, this is like Gretchen said, here's some things I've noticed and here's some behaviors I've noticed here, you know, and so I just want to hear from you. Is everything okay? What, you know, why is that coming up? Or having them say it out loud is so impactful. Because they're either going to tell you who they are and they're going to be crazy. Or maybe there is something that maybe you said that rubbed them the wrong way and you didn't know. They didn't say it, right? And so you just don't know. Sometimes people handle things very strangely. Um, Gretchen and I are not passive aggressive at all, but some people are. Yeah. And so they will – they're just, you know, 
I don't, I don't respect that form of communication, passive aggressiveness at all, nor do I tolerate it really, nor does, nor does Gretchen, but, um, some people are, they're, they're still struggling through that. Okay. (laughs) They haven't learned better yet. And so I think that is giving them the opportunity to also take ownership, right? Um, I want to put an asterisk here too. Don't apologize. Did I like, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I think if you do struggle with people pleasing, we have a tendency to over apologize for things. We don't even know if we did. That's and right. So you, what, as a coach, you really have to take that leadership role and put the ball in their court, make them take ownership, right? That, and that's just asking good questions. So having that hard conversation. Now, in that hard conversation, that two strikes, you they you might decide that it's not a good idea to continue on, right? Now, if they're like, I'm so sorry, no, this is just whatever. Um, you know, I'm just this is what's happening or whatever. You guys decide to keep going on, then you know you have one strike left. And that is if they do this again and you have this conversation with them, hey, I have a policy when there is resistance to my process or when a client is being uncoachable, I, it doesn't serve me or you in this container. And so, um, I have a, you know, I normally have a three strike policy. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, this is, this is the second conversation that we have had on this issue. And so I just want to give you that heads up because if you feel like this isn't a good fit, you need to come to me. Mm -hmm. Right. And the next time, if we have to have another conversation about this, then um, we will part ways. Yeah. And in saying that firmly, but kindly, because at the end of the day, your clients have to have some respect for you. Right. You're a leader. That that is leadership. Yeah. If you don't respect your leaders, then it doesn't work. The process doesn't work. And so. And then again, that, that last conversation doesn't have to be formal. It's right. just, hey, I noticed that this, this, and this came up. Or if you're on a coaching call with them, or and again, if you're not a coach, maybe your service provider, maybe they do something else, or they bring something else up, or um, they stop showing up to meetings, or I don't know. And then it's like, hey, these things happened. I'm gonna go ahead and terminate our contract. You know, I. I'm so sorry this didn't work out. I I had, you know, I wish you all the best. You can still end on a good note. You yeah. don't never have to you don't ever have to hurt their character, right? That's the one thing that I think is we always avoid is like character assassination. We don't speak on your character. We're all we're saying is these actions. We're speaking to the actions, not the person. And it's facts and feelings are not facts. And so if you're sticking to the facts, then you don't have to be emotional. You don't have to attack the character. Like here are the facts. Here's the track record. I have personally in my own business, like when somebody commits character assassination against me or my team, it's an immediate let go. Yeah. I don't don't fuck with that. I will. Mm -hmm. I will do not fuck with that. If you start calling me names, you start calling my team names. Like, I will cut you off so quick. Don't. And no. Yes. Because I think that's just so toxic. 
And when people show you who they are, you have to believe them. That goes with coaching. That goes with character assassination. That goes with whatever. And so Mm -hmm. if you're coaching a client who is so difficult to deal with and the rest of your clients aren't, then it's kind of like marriage. Like (laughs) at least it's, it's probably their fault. Like if you have a track record with clients where this hasn't happened before, it is probably the client's fault. I wanted to mention before we go that, so we have a guarantee on our mastermind, like a hundred percent money back guarantee. And the reason for that is that we set upfront expectations. You have to show up to the calls. Like you have to do some of the work over a period of time before you can tell us that this isn't working for you. Yep. So managing expectations up front, like we're happy to offer that guarantee. Like we're happy to let someone go if it's not working for them. But don't tell us it's not working if you're not trying and doing some of the work. That's the part. So I think that managing expectations up front is so great. I love the three strikes policy because then you have a plan. So then you know every time you go into a coaching call, you are ready for whatever comes up. Mm-hmm. So um, next week, we have a special episode. We're going to be interviewing our first guest. And we're very excited about that. So hang on, binge up until now, like go back and catch up on all of our episodes. Because the woman that we are going to be interviewing next week is amazing. She's been in our program for a little while. And she has had such great success. And we really just want you guys to hear from someone else who is in our world, who is really, really thriving. And we're really excited about that. So tune in next week and we'll see you then. Love you. Bye. And that's a wrap for today's episode of the Business Rehab Podcast. Follow us on Instagram at mybusinessrehab and DM us the word Enneagram. And we will give you access to our exclusive training on how to leverage your personality for business success. Make sure to subscribe so you don't miss an episode. And if you love today's episode, please leave us a five-star review. See you next time. Bye. Bye. go here i go coming i can't ever stop i'm a tour de force running get me to the top i don't need an invitation i'm about to start a celebration let me